Arizona Sports is proud to present the Uprising Podcast, hosted by Kellen Olson. Uprising Podcast. Hello there and welcome to the Uprising Podcast, a podcast about Phoenix Rising Football Club. I am your host, Kellen Olson, as always, joined by my co-host, Jake Anderson. Hey, Jake, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing well. Uh, I'm excited for this week a lot because we have been talking about the USL and what exactly it means and comparing it to the MLS and in our first two episodes and asking about the future of the league and everything. And so to get someone from the league as our our guest this week, I feel was an important thing that we kind of had to get to. So none other than Ryan Madden joins us. He is the director of communications for USL. Ryan, how are you doing today? Hey, Kellen. Hey, Jake. How are you guys? Thank you so much for having me on. I'm, uh, I'm excited to be here. We're doing well, man. Thanks for joining us again. Uh, So let's just start with a brief introduction on yourself and your involvement in the USL itself and uh, just how you came to uh, get into your role and uh, the role that you play. Yeah, of course. So um, I've been with uh, USL about six months now. I came from uh, the Colorado Rapids of of Major League Soccer, where I was the the head of communications and and public relations there. And then prior to that was with um, the U.S. Olympic Committee, and did some work for uh, CONCACAF, which is the, the international um, governing body for soccer in North America, Central America, and the Caribbean, and then made the move out to uh, Tampa with my wife and 10-month-old son, Atticus, to, uh, to come head up communications and public relations for, for USL. Awesome, man. My first question was kind of zooming out here far and just your overall thoughts on where the league is at as a Division Two league in the United States and just where it stands at the moment. Yeah, it's, it's honestly, it's, um, it's pretty remarkable. You know, I think we, we talk about the growth of soccer in the U.S. so much that it almost, it almost starts to sound cliche in some ways. But, but if, you're, if you're really looking at the way the game is growing here, um, it's happening at the USL level. It's happening in the championship and it's ha- happening in, in League One, which is the, the new third tier of professional soccer in the United States, which we uh, which we launched this season. So, you know, right now we have 36 clubs in the championship. We have 10 in League One, but but at some point, I think before the 2026 season, you're going to see up to 40 clubs in in both of those leagues, and that's a that's a remarkable amount of growth in just a seven year window. Um, and that adds on to the incredible growth that we've seen from the league over the last eight years. So what it, what it really comes down to at its core is about bringing professional soccer to communities that have never had it before, to be able to, to, to give um, local soccer fans who might be showing up to the pub on Saturdays to watch Liverpool and Manchester City, to give them a local team that they can walk down the street and support, to give local youth soccer participants um, a stadium that they can see off in the distance and say to themselves, you know, if I if I try hard enough, if I train enough, maybe one day I can be a pro there in in my hometown. So it um it's a cool place to come to work every every day. It, it feels you know fulfilling, and, and for those who love the game of soccer, I think keeping an eye and staying aware of the growth of the game and the expansion here in, in the USL level over the next seven years is going to be something genuinely pretty pretty remarkable. Yeah, the expansion of USL, especially recently, has been remarkable. I want to ask you about your time 
in the Olympics and covering the 2014 yeah. and 15 men's and women's World Cups, respectively. What have you noticed from around the world that maybe the United States is lacking and we need to bring over here and use that to grow the game in our own country? That's a I, that's a cool question. You know, I think for a long time there was this perception of, um, you know, abroad that, that maybe the U.S. wasn't at the same level or producing the same caliber of talent, whether it be players or, or those in the coaching ranks. Um, but that narrative is shifting. You know, if you, you look at you look at some of the trailblazers back in the day, guys like Tim Howard when he went to Manchester United or Clint Dempsey when he made his move to, um, to, to Fulham and then Tottenham or Michael Bradley when he went to, to Roma all of a sudden, you know, when we go to these industry um, events around the world, there's a huge amount of interest in what, in the game's growth here in the U.S. You see um, leagues from around the world, whether it's the Bundesliga or La Liga, they're opening New York offices. They're starting English social media accounts to try to drive more U.S. fans towards their brand. Um, there's more European scouts over here than ever before. Coaches like Jesse Marsh, who just um, got a head coaching job today in the Bundesliga, are getting opportunities like never before. US, the U.S. is slowly becoming um, a place where international soccer business is being conducted. And, and look no further right than than Phoenix Rising, who had one of the you know one of the best players in the history of the game, and Didier Drogba on the field for him just last year, and, and who is now part of their ownership group. So, you know, the the profile of soccer in the U.S. is growing. The quality on the field is growing, and um, and the sheer number of teams is 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 growing at a at an incredible clip. Yeah, I can't even get to the description to tell people how good Didier Drogba really was if you didn't follow soccer in his early career. <laughs> but in terms yeah. of the growth of the top level in uh, America in the United States. You know, obviously a big difference is there isn't a promotion or relegation system within the top flight within MLS. Do you think there's any chance in the future that USL and MLS will be able to do a promotion and relegation system? I think that MLS has made their their position on that fairly clear. I think their system is is what it is at the moment, and I think it, it'll continue to be that way. And, and that's certainly um, their decision to make. When it comes to, to the possibility of pro-rel, it's something that we've talked publicly about, about looking at, um, you know, I can't, I can't tell you definitively one way or the other, whether or not it's going to occur, but I think there is a scenario where, you know, the USL league one, which I mentioned earlier, the, the third tier of professional soccer in the United States, if that was, if that was built up um, to a certain extent and got to 40 teams and, and was, and was hyper competitive and there wasn't a drastic drop off or difference in on field quality between the championship and league one, then I think you could maybe start to have intelligent conversations about how you could work a um, league to league promotion relegation system. But again, that's, that's, I'm being honest when I tell you, it's not something that we talk about a ton internally because right now, in this in this inaugural year, we're just so focused on getting the league to the point where you could even maybe begin to have those conversations. But um, it's not something that we would that we would rule out. That's for sure. 
something that has come up on our program a couple of times already, Ryan, has just been the obvious growth of the sport in the country, particularly at the youth level. But looking at it from someone in your perspective where I can assume that is so important to the growth of your league, it's, it kind of correlates with the growth of the sport in the country. How have you seen that impact the league, I guess, in, in the past couple of years especially, and how much can you see it continue to help your growth going forward uh, in the next couple of years here? Talking about the growth of, of, of the game at the youth level? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, it's huge. It's massive. Um, you know, one of the, the, like, the general sports fan for so long has always said that, you know, there's this idea that if, if the United States could get their best, most talented athletes to play soccer – um, that you know it would it would win World Cups. You know I think that's a, a, a wildly oversimplified version of the international soccer landscape. But there is something to be said for providing. You know they call them in our world they call them pathways. There's providing viable pathways for for kids in their community to become professionals in their hometown or or nearby. And the in the way you do that really isn't necessarily through some of the the some of the the more established um, youth systems here in the United States, but it's done through the development of development academies uh, at clubs, both in, in MLS and, and in the U, at the USL level. You know, we just brought on a, a fellow into our office named Liam O'Connell from from Sporting Kansas City, and his sole role within the organization is to go to all of our teams and to help them develop the youth um, and academy infrastructure that allows for kids in these communities across the country to be able to go and get the professionalized training um, every day after school. And that's a, that's a really, that's a really important thing. And if you can, and if you can teach kids, if you can expose them to top level coaches, and if you can expose them to sort of a, a, a fun, but, but serious environment, um, at a relatively young age, it does. It makes a world of difference in terms of being able to to, to cultivate um, uh, talented soccer players in the long term, and, and make sure that we're doing everything we can um, to compete on the international stage as well. You know, again, bringing it back to Phoenix Rising, Sam Dor, who who works at the club, he was instrumental in getting the. San Antonio um, Development Academy off the ground when he during his time at San Antonio FC and that that academy a couple years later is now starting to bring kids as young as 15 into the professional landscape and all of a sudden that's when you start when you can start at the USL level developing future pros at 15 16 17 years old that that really gives you a, a leg up and, and is 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 a game changer. Speaking of the youth academies and top flight coaches. Phoenix Rising yeah. just signed that partnership with Galatasaray. From a USL yeah. perspective, a European team of that magnitude, what does that mean for USL? It's it's really cool. It's really cool. We were all we were all pretty excited when um when we saw the news come through. Luckily they were nice enough to give us a little bit of a heads up. So before the news went public, it was uh it was the talk of the office. It's it's just it just shows how fantastic phoenix rising is as an organization you know from uh, i i'm being honest when i say i mean they they really are kind of the gold standard in this league i think simply put they they do things as good and in many cases better top to bottom than anyone else you know their their atmosphere is electric the on-field product is top-notch the fan experience is tremendous the culture surrounding the club is unique and i think 
um, maybe most importantly, authentically represents the Phoenix community as a whole. But one of the cool things about, about my job is that I may be able to see um, their success from a slightly different perspective, perhaps, because when teams get rolling in the way that Phoenix Rising is currently, it, it almost becomes easy for us to take for granted what you have, right? You have this cool brand and legends on the roster, success week in, week out, unbelievable international partnerships, celebrities on the sidelines, all of these things. But but to truly understand who Phoenix Rising is, is I think to understand who works there because it takes people to bring a club to life and, and help it reach those kind of heights. You know, rosters don't just get put together. It takes GMs like Bobby Dulay to do that, who's one of the best in the business, sell out crowds and pregame light shows don't just occur. It, it takes people like Sam Dore to make that happen. So it, it's all just a long way of saying that I think to recognize the success that Phoenix is rising is having is also to recognize the talent of the individuals who go to work there every day. And ultimately, um, I think that's, that's what makes them a special club. Ryan, you kind of hit on what I was going to wrap with here for the last question of our talk with you. It, for me, uh, attending a Phoenix Rising match was was really important for me in doing this podcast and getting to know the club more because a lot of the, the grassroots elements of the club and the league really reflect through just being there for a match. And it's something that's hard to explain to someone who hasn't been to one. So uh, to kind of go off your point that you just made, how how does that feel from your perspective of USL seeing that happen here and seeing the way that they have grabbed people uh, locally here and really ins- uh, honestly like inspiring other clubs that this is something that can be done within this league and whatever limitations people might see from the league that they can really grab the attention and and be a force locally in, in such a crowded uh, sports community even like in Phoenix for example. Yeah, I think they've they've shown us kind of the the best versions of of who we can be. You know, we talk about that that growth earlier. You know, we have 46 clubs right now, but by 2026, you know, there's going to be close to 80. I think so. That's that's 35, or I'm sorry, 25 professional soccer franchises that are going to come into existence in the next seven years that don't currently exist now. And I'll and I can tell you candidly that every single one of these expansion clubs that joins us we're going to tell them to go out to phoenix and we're going to ask them to take a look at what rising's doing from top to bottom from organizational structure to sales and marketing to player acquisition um, to community outreach to supporters group relations and and the list goes on and on and on and we're going to hope that they take some of those best practices because if, if other teams can bottle just a fraction of what Phoenix Rising has been able to do over the last couple of years, then, then the future of this league is going to be really, really, really bright. Ryan, thanks so much for taking your time. It, it was really great for our listeners, and, and even me, I can say personally, to, to get to know more about the league and, and zooming out a bit uh, on what Phoenix Rising has accomplished so far. Thanks so much for your time. No, it was a pleasure. I'd, uh, I'd love to, to chat again down the road if, uh, if you'll ever, ha- ever have me back. <laughs> Appreciate it, Ryan. Absolutely. Anytime. You know, oh, yeah, anytime. definitely. Thank you so All much right. for joining us, Ryan. All right, guys. Cheers. Thanks. Have a good night. Yep, you too. See you later. All right, everyone listening, we will be back next week. The season is just getting underway, but we're busy. Uh, match tonight for uh, Phoenix Rising on Wednesday. They play again over the weekend, and we're going to be talking about that more on next week's episode. We'll talk to you guys then. Peace.